alam natin mga kapatid, the world has dramatically changed in the last six months. Ramdam natin yan sa pamilya natin, sa finances natin, sa buhay natin, sa spiritual life natin. In the Philippines, for example, we hold the record of having the longest lockdown in the world in this type of pandemic. The numbers that we are having here in the Philippines are sort of not flattening actually. Nakaka six months na tayo. Who would have thought, you know, when the lockdown started on March 16, I thought, ah, isang buwan lang yan, ilang linggo lang yan. And that's because at that time, we could never imagine being in a lockdown for one week or seven days, uh, two weeks. But I remember uh, March 13 or 14, if I'm not mistaken, when the president announced on national TV that there is going to be a lockdown in March 16. It was a Thursday evening. I was with my siblings at NLEX. We are having a small dinner because of you know, a milestone, my counting celebrations, a family namin. And we have been talking about the epidemic at that time. So on and off during the dinner, pinag-uusapan namin yung virus pamuhan and how uh, that epidemic pa lang at that time ang tawag. We talked about the possibility of having probably lockdown in the Philippines. And then that night, that Thursday night, the president announced in a press conference And I remember feeling chills running down my spine that night. In a matter of 48 hours, hindi na pwedeng lumabas sa Metro Manila. We could not even finish our dinner that night properly. In fact, tinapos namin siya nang hindi nauubos yung pagkain. And we went home, we hugged our families, and we braced for what was coming at that time. We prayed for uh, God's protection. And six months later, Here we are right now. And some people are even joking today. Sabi nila, <laughs> kung trabaho lang to na regular na tayo sa pandemic na to eh. Typical Filipino humor. At least we have something to laugh about. At least we poke fun at something that really hurts us. Something to divert our attention for a moment. In these six months, mga kapatid, marami sa atin, we've lost salaries, we've lost jobs, we've lost business. Some of us, we lost loved ones. And some of us cremated their loved ones without hugs and cries from family members. And people are saying it is a terrible year, 2020. And so today, we grapple with the economic and the health toll of this pandemic all over the world. We are hoping that this is going to be over soon, patapos na to, hopefully, so that we could look forward to the rebuilding. And in these six months that we have been you know, in lockdown, there are two things, distinct things that, that literally stood out to me, at least personally, merong dalawang bagay, napansin ko talaga na paulit-ulit, ito yung highlight in the last six months. Unang-una is the amount of outrage and lashing out that people keep spewing out on social media. where many of us are in right now. It doesn't matter kung kanino galit, basta galit, ayan, ang daming pinopost, sumisigaw, yung iba talaga nag-iimbita ng galit. And the second thing is the greater scrutiny that Christians directed towards the church and the Christian faith in general. People began questioning the validity of their faith, the validity of their church affiliation, their prayers, their maturity, and some even questioned the Bible and God Himself. 
I have friends who said to me, Pastor Joe, hindi ako sure kung Kristiyano ba ako with all that is happening around me. Now, the question that I see getting repeated over and over again in many forms sa mga kaibigan at kakilala ko, the question is this, what is God doing in the world? Why is everything spinning out of control? Is He really in control? Is He really powerful? Can He really be trusted? And why does my faith seem impotent in the face of this crisis? Today, ladies and gentlemen, with, we are going to continue the 15th uh, installment of our ongoing series, The Gospel Explained. And we are going to talk about something similar from the experience of the Israelites. Same bewilderment, siguro similar questions, similar doubting. And I hope similar resolution. I am going to preach from Romans chapter 9 and 11. I won't be reading the entire text. Tatlong chapter yun. Actually, hindi kasama ang 10 kasi sa, uh, sa mission series. But let's just jump to Romans chapter 9 verses, thir- uh, sorry, Romans chapter 11 verses 33 to 36. Let us read. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments, and how inscrutable His ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been His counselor, or who has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid? For, for from Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen and Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity of even coming here sa Pango to do this recording, Lord God. The privilege of being out again by your grace, Lord God, to minister to the people by doing this uh, recording, Lord God, for the preaching. Lord, we pray that you will overcome the pixels, Lord God, sa mga computer screens namin. Now, I pray that this preaching, that this word, Lord God, will penetrate even sa technology namin, sa mga phone namin, at sa mga computer. We pray, Lord God, that this will reach our hearts, Lord God. We pray that today, as we listen to your word, that you will warm our hearts, Lord God, to make our hearts tender towards the things of God. And Lord, I pray that this word will minister grace and healing to every one of us. Lord, I ask that you will embrace us with your presence and comfort by listening to the preaching of this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. And our preaching text for today, sabi ko kanina, is a bit too long and the topic is a bit complicated and the questions that Paul raised in this text are a bit dense. Dense density ang pinag-uusapan natin. It's so dense actually na napaisip ako because yung text ang pinag-uusapan natin ay yung future ng Israel. What will happen to the nation of Israel? Ano ba ang plano ng Diyos sa buhay ng mga Jewish people? And as I was thinking about this text, nararamdaman ko yung disconnect. Alam niyo kung bakit? Because how can you talk about the fate, the future of Israel in a time of pandemic? E paano ka naman magpipreach? Ang pang-topic mo is Israel, pero nandito tayo sa ika-anim na buwan ng quarantine natin. How do you connect these two topics? You see, Romans chapter 9 to 11 are three of the most difficult chapters in the entire New Testament. Pag pinasa mo ang Romans chapter 1, verses, uh, chapter 1 to chapter 8, it's actually easy. Uh, at first, Paul talked about not being ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. That's good. 
Salvation to the Jews first and then to the Greeks. And then he made a case about the sinfulness of man. In chapter 3, sabi ni Paul, no one seeks God, not even one. No one understands. Yun in chapter 3. And for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. In chapter 5, si Paul naman, he talked about the problem of sin and how God solved that by sending Jesus on the cross. So, we're all sinners, we are all sinners, and Christ died for us. Now we have peace with God. Hindi na siya kalaban. Kakampi natin ng Diyos. Yun yung nasa chapter 5. Chapter 6, Paul talked about being raised again to new life. We are not slaves to sin anymore. We are slaves to righteousness. Chapter 7 talked about the indwelling sin. Sabi ni Paul, gusto niyang bumait pero hindi niya magawa. The things that he didn't want to do, he keep doing them. The things he wanted to do, hindi niya magawa. And so chapter 7 shows us the problem of our humanity. In chapter 7, parang namimilipit si Paul. So that he said at the end of the chapter, Who shall rescue me from this body of death? Very good question. Thanks be to God. Sa dulo, sabi niya. Through Jesus Christ. And then he jumped to chapter 8. And he talked about relief and exaltation when he said that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Ang saya ng chapter 8. Pag binasa mo siya, sabi nga nila, ang chapter 8 is the fulcrum of the entire Bible. Nandito ang, as in the Bible, balances out in chapter 8. Ibig sabihin, lahat ng problema in Genesis na solve sa chapter 8 in the book of Romans. Ibig sabihin, what chapter 8 is saying is that we are free. The Holy Spirit is within us. He confirms that we are children of God. We can now cry out, Abba, Father, we have future glory. We have been predestined. We are called. We are justified. We are sanctified. And we are glorified. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to, the, to His purposes. We love these verses. Ang saya ng chapter 8. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Not even anything from the angelic realm from the demonic realm from the human realm not anything from the past the present and the future not the heights not the depths no hunger no tribulation not pandemic not uh, persecution famine or nakedness not economics not politics nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of christ that's the claim of chapter 8 it starts with no condemnation, it ends with no separation, and in the middle is no defeat. Life is great. Amen and amen. Ganda, no? Chapter 8. Yan. These are all good things. And I wish that our Christian lives are like that. Nung sinulat ni Paul ang chapter 8, it seemed like he was flying high. He was soaring in worship. Para siyang kumakanta. He was singing the praises of the sovereignty of God. Sobrang secure ng salvation natin. Wala kang dapat katakutan. The height, sorry, the point of the entire chapter is this. That those who are chosen by God will make it. They will make it to heaven. 
they will make it to the destiny that God has prepared for them. The grace of God sustains. It is the grace of God from the start, the grace of God in the middle, and the grace of God at the end. Your Christian life is fueled by grace. You will make it to heaven. Sabi nga sa John 8, uh, John chapter 10 verse 28, I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. These are all good things. Sobrang ganda ng chapter 8 until you arrive in chapter 9 where Paul, nung sinulat niya ang chapter 9, biglang bumulusok at bumagsak yung atmosphere. Pati yung feelings ni Paul. Lahat ng nasa chapter 8, bumagsak sa chapter 9. Bakit? Chapter 9, his celebration came to a screeching halt. Tumigil lahat ng celebration ni Paul. Ang ka- kakasabi niya lang, dito sa chapter 8, lahat ng pinili ng Diyos, lahat ng tinawag ng Diyos, sure ball na yan, langit yan, makakarating yan sa langit, sabi ni Paul, walang mawawala kahit isa. And suddenly, out of the blue, naisip niya, para ba may nagsabi kay Paul, excuse me Paul, what about Israel? Eh di ba, sila yung unang pinili at tinawag ng Diyos. The first who were chosen by God and called by God, what happened to them? Eh bakit parang naitsapwera ang Israel ngayon na ang salvation ay ibinigay na sa mga Gentiles? And here is the real issue with chapters 9 to 11 in the book of Romans. And I want you to listen close because I believe meron tong point para sa buhay natin ngayon, especially for those of you who have been questioning God lately. The question that these texts is asking is this, if God's choosing and calling are sure, why is Israel cut off from God? If God's grace is enough, bakit parang kinapos ang Israel. And you know why this question bites us the most? You know why this question hurts? Kasi kung binitawan ng Diyos ang Israel, ay malamang bibitawan ka din ng Diyos. Kung iniwan ng Diyos sa ere ang Israel, ay malamang iiwan ka din sa ere ng Diyos. Kung ni-reject ng Diyos ang Israel, then baka i-reject ka niya. Ibig sabihin, what happened to Israel can happen to you. And that is why totoong issue to sa Christian life natin. Ang totoong question talaga sa tatlong chapter na to, Romans 9, 10, and 11, mapagkakatiwalaan ba ang Diyos? This is an issue of trustworthiness. Can God be trusted if His words and promises to Israel fail? At pag tiningnan mo yung chapter 9, ay eh mukhang pumalpak nga. Pag tiningnan mo yung history, ay eh mukhang pumalpak nga. If His promises to Israel failed, then our faith is useless because that means that He might fail us too. This question matters to us, ladies and gentlemen, because we live in a time when our lives are being upended by this pandemic. Ang daming nangyayari. 
We live in a time when many of us are seeing the horrors of the world for the first time. Marami sa atin, ngayon lang tayo nakakita ng pain in the face. Yung harap, harapan na ikita mo yung tragedy, yung, you know, suffering. We live in a time when faith and Christianity are under scrutiny and many people are shocked that their faith, the faith that they profess sounds indefensible in the face of human suffering. We live in a time that what we know about God sometimes feels disconnected from what we know about the world. It's like meron kang dalawang compartment sa puso mo, sa isip mo. Yung isa, kailangan mong makasurvive sa pandemic. At sa kabila, yung church. Ang problema, hindi mo makonect yung So ang question ni Paul sa Romans chapter 9 verses uh, chapter 9 and to 11, yun din yung question natin sa buhay natin. All our lives are being shaken right now because of this crisis. And all of us are running around for security and stability. When everything in your world moves, you look for something solid. Is our God solid? Are His words and promises solid? Totoo ba na solid ang mga pangako ng Diyos? Over the next three chapters, Paul argued that yes, He is solid. Yes, God can be trusted. Yes, His words are true. And His words never failed, yun yung titingnan natin. And this morning sa preaching na to, I would like to share with you two reasons why God can be trusted. Dalawa lang mga kapatid, dalawang reason kung bakit mapagkakatiwalaan natin ang Diyos regardless of what is going on in your life, in your life right now, with your family and your situation, our God can be trusted. Why? Number one, and I want you to take note of this, number one, because God has a smart plan for the Jews. O yun muna. Matalino ang plano ng Diyos para sa mga Jewish people. The entire three chapters are Paul's attempt to show that God's word did not falter, actually. If you read chapter 9, chapter 10, and chapter 11 in the book of Romans, mahigita mo that Israel was chosen from all the rest. You can see that in the Old Testament. By the way, of all the nations, there was nothing particularly appealing to God about Israel. Hindi naman sila ang the best, hindi naman sila yung pinakamagaling, hindi sila yung pinakamayaman, hindi sila yung pinaka... You know, whatever, wala silang merit, but God chose them anyway. So, Israel was chosen from all the rest. They had all the privileges. Anong privileges yan? Yan yung nasa verses 1 to 5 in chapter 9. They had the divine glory. They had temple worship. They had the patriarchs. Eh tayo, ang alam natin, Cinderella story, ang alam natin, mga little prince, ang alam natin, mga kwento ng sarimanok, you know, folklore stories. But the Israelite people, their stories from their childhood, they come from the patriarchs. Sobrang ganda ng history nila. There's no nation on earth whoever had that kind of privilege in all of history. No nation has seen the brilliant, the effulgent, the radiant glory of God, yung tinatawag natin na Shekinah glory, when God gave him the law in Mount Sinai, walang ibang nation sa balat ng lupa had that privilege of receiving the written word of God, only Israel. They had the written covenant, they had the promises, they had the heroes of the faith, and they even gave birth to the Messiah sa kanila galing si Jesus. The problem was that Israel misunderstood. Hindi nila nag They misunderstood one thing. They thought 
that just because they were all natural born Jewish people, all of them are chosen and therefore saved. Meron silang hindi nagets sa story ng buhay nila. Something that they didn't get from the Old Testament. Sabi nila, ah, well, you know, I'm Jewish, so pinili ako ni God, so, you know, I'm secure. And Paul said, no, that is not the reason for your security. And in many other places in the Bible, like in the book of Galatians, mahikita mo that the children of God are those who believe in the Messiah, those who put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Salvation is by faith alone, in Christ alone. Hindi siya dahil ipinanganak ka sa isang pamilya. Just because you were born to a certain family does not automatically mean that you are saved. Hindi dahil pinanganak ka na Jewish, ay saved ka na na automatic. What saves you is when God extends His mercy on you and He chooses you and He calls you and He regenerates you and He justifies you, He sanctifies you and He glorifies you. That is the way of salvation. It is true for the Jews, it is true for the Gentiles and that's the shocking part for them. Because they have been abusing it for a long time. Inabuso nila ang election nila. When I say election, hindi yan yung bumoboto. Ha? When I say election, yung pinili sila ng Diyos. They, they abused that. They thought, okay naman na ako. Pinili kami ni God. Kahit labo-labo yung buhay ko. Wala eh. Once saved, always saved. That's what they believe. Masyado silang kampante. They squandered the grace of God. They squandered the promise of God. They squandered the revelation of God. They were sincere. But their sincerity was not right. It was not based knowledge, they were sincerely wrong. Maraming alam, pero mali ang alam. Makakita ka na ba ng kristyano na ganyan? Masyadong kampante, niisip na, total gracious naman si God, nagpapatawa naman si God, total loving naman si God, eh di, okay lang mamuhay ng hindi naayon sa gospel. Inaabuso ang grace, mga kapatid. Inaabuso ang revelation. Lahat ng ginawa ng Diyos, inaabuso. Not knowing, listen to this, the reason why the Jewish people were rejected is because they did that exactly. They abused the goodness of God. This abuse, this total disregard for the Word of God, this just proves what is in their hearts that they don't really believe in God. And so God rejected them. At dito sila umaray. Kasi yung rejection ni God sa buhay nila, naramdaman nila a few years after Paul wrote the book of Romans. They could not believe it. Kasi akala nila secure na sila. Remember, meron tayong maraming preaching na nangyari dito eh. Pero we talked about Solomon, remember? When Solomon offered the temple, yung nasa 2nd Chronicles 7.14, in, chap- in chapter 7, yun yung paborito natin pinag-pray every night ngayon, uh, Unite 7.14. Pero in chapter 6, uh, 2 uh, Chronicles, may specific na sinabi ang Diyos doon. Ang sabi niya, my eyes and my presence will always be in this temple. So yung mga Jewish people, meron silang sense na kampante sila. Hinding-hindi iiwan ng Diyos ang temple na yan. As long as the temple stands, the presence of God will be in Israel. You know what? You know what happened? <clears throat> Few years after Paul wrote the book of Romans, something happened to the Jews. The fall of Jerusalem. There's this Roman general na ang pangalan niya sa Titus. He besieged Jerusalem for four months 
So nilusog nila for four months in AD 70 and they destroyed the entire city, Sinunog, and they destroyed the temple of God. And Josephus, the Jewish historian, estimated that 1.1 million non-combatants na mga Jewish people, they died in that four-month siege. Four months, mga kapatid. They were being attacked by the Romans. Tayo, six months, inaatake ng coronavirus. Four months, 1.1 million Jewish people died. Tayo, six months, ilang million na. Hindi ko na nasundan ang balita ang namatay ng coronavirus. And because of that, the temple was broken, the temple was destroyed, and the nation scattered never to return again until 1948. In a span of 1,800 years, walang Jewish nation in Israel. And so the Jews were rejected. Yun yung story ng buhay nila. Tapos iniisip po na ngayon, paano kaya to? Ano kaya? Kinalaman ng Jewish na yan sa mga pandemic na to. Just listen. <clears throat> okay. Follow along with me because ito na yung sinasabi ko sa inyo kanina. The Jewish people felt that they were rejected and the question was nagging at Paul at every turn. Si Paul, habang sinusulat niya ang Book of Romans, may talagang nasa likod ng isip niya. So ano na ngayon ang mga Jewish people? Did God reject His people for good? Seryoso ba? As in wala na? As in itsapuera na, na talaga ang mga Jewish people sa, sa Book of Romans? Yun yung question ni Paul. As in pumalpak na ba ang mga promises ni God sa pamilya ni Abraham from the Old Testament? Again, this is a very important question because if God failed them, then that means that He might fail us too. Eh, sila nga ang unang pinili ni God, di ba? Eh, tayo pa kaya? So that's how, uh, that's how it relates to us. So, our certainty of, uh, of salvation right now, yung kasiguraduhan ng relationship natin kay God, nakasalalay sa sagot about what happened to the Jewish people. And in chapter 11, Paul answered that question. And his answer is so good, I want you to follow along. Sabi niya sa chapter 11, Guys, hindi naman talaga pumalpak ang plano ng Diyos. Sabi niya, Yes, God rejected Israel, but He only rejected them partially. I want you to say that with me. Partially. Partial. Romans chapter 11, verses 2 to 5, sabi dito, God has not rejected His people whom He foreknew. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to God about against Israel? Lord, they have killed the prophets, sabi niya. They have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him in verse 4? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. I want you to look at, ver at that verse kasi yun yung sagot sa tanong natin kanina. Ang sinasabi ni God, hindi naman talaga totally na na-reject ang Israel. No! The rejection was actually partial sa language ng mga millennials na yun. Medj lang ang rejection ng mga Israelites at that time. You know why? Because God has chosen people who will remain. Meron tayong tinatawag na remnant. They were chosen by grace, meaning God rejected Israel partially. And this is where the drama of God comes in. 
Totoo na may rejection. Romans chapter 11 verse 11 says, So I ask, did they stumble in order uh, that they might fall? By no means, sabi ni Paul. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make Israel jealous. Ano daw? Ang sabi dito, did they stumble beyond repair? Yung pagka-backslide ba nila ay tuluyan na at wala na talagang pag-asa. Ang sabi ni Paul, hindi. Sabi niya, inalaw lang ni God. God allowed them to stumble so that while Israel is stumbling, salvation can now be offered to the Gentiles. By allowing them to fall down, hinayaan ng Diyos na matumba ang Israel, God judged them. That was the judgment for their sin. By offering salvation to the Gentiles, God offered grace to the rest of the world. I want you to look at this. Judgment for Israel, grace for the world. God offered grace and gave judgment at the same time to two different people groups. Why does that sound familiar? Because it sounds like the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. At the cross, our sins are, are judged. At the cross, we receive mercy, justice, and mercy meeting together in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Justice for Israel. Kasi nga, nagkasala sila, namuhay sa kasalanan. Kailangan na magkaroon ng judgment para masatisfy ang justice ni God. But God also gave mercy to the Gentiles kasi kailangan din naman natin ang salvation. So, when salvation was turned off, For the Jewish people, salvation was turned on for the Gentile people. O diba? Ang talino ng plano ng Diyos. That's a smart plan. God has a very smart plan for the people of Israel. Not only that, by the way. By turning off the salvation of the Jewish people, by turning on the, uh, by turning off, sorry, by turning on the salvation offer for the Gentiles, so habang ino-offer yung salvation sa mga Gentiles, God did something cute. Sabihin na lang natin cute yung ginawa ni God. Bakit? <laughs> Kasi ang sabi sa verse 11, kaya niya ibinigay ang salvation sa mga Gentiles sa atin para magselos <laughs> ang Israel. Romans 11.11 So I ask, did they stumble in order that they might fall? By no means, sabi ni Paul. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles so as to make Israel jealous. Si God din pala no, may ganun. May mga dumb moves din pala si God. So the Gentile people are grafted in with a warning. Ito na yung nasa verse, chapter 11. Sabi niya, Gentiles, I'm offering you salvation now. If you are a Gentile, this salvation offer is for you. Lahat tayo na hindi Jewish, Gentile tayo. There is an offer for salvation to all the Gentiles out there and I am preaching this to you. If you hear this preaching, you're online at napanood mo ito, I want you to know that God is offering this salvation to you. The salvation is open for you. You can come to Jesus. Ang sabi ni Jesus, those who will come to me, I will never cast them out. you're watching this and you know in your heart that God is calling you, nararamdaman mo ang word of God, alam mo na tinatawag ka ng Diyos, you better listen to that. 
voice of the Holy Spirit. And so this salvation is offered to the Gentile people. At the, and, and when he offered that, sabi ni God sa mga Gentiles, Oh, by the way, I'm offering you this. Pero umayos kayo. Bakit? Eh kung yung original branch nga, pinutol. Dahil naging pasaway sila, umayos kayo. Kasi pwede rin kayong putulin anytime. Now, that is important for all of us. You, you know why? Because that means, tayo mga Kristiyano, tayo mga Gentile Christians, huwag masyadong kampante eh. Huwag abusuhin yung grasya ng Diyos. Huwag abusuhin yung biyaya ng Diyos. Manatiling tapat sa pananampalataya. Kasi kung yung original nga, pinutol eh. Tayo pa kaya? Kaya mag-iingat tayo. Sabi ni Peter, make your election sure. But the biggest shocker in this text is the last part na mahikita natin sa unahan. God offered salvation to us, but one day, the Jewish nation, as a nation, as a people group, they will actually be restored. Their rejection is partial to give way to the Gentiles, and then they will be restored. That was the plan all along. Ibig sabihin, ito talaga yung pinaglalaban ni Paul sa buong tatlong chapter na to. Hindi pumalpak ang calling ni God. Hindi pumalpak ang promise ni God. Hindi pumalpak ang word ni God sa Old Testament kasi may future restoration pala ang Israel. In other words, hindi siya bumitaw. Hindi pumitaw ang Diyos. He did not cut down Israel. He grafted us. Yes, that is true. But He will graft them back into the into the main tree. Ibig sabihin yan, mga kapatid, all along with all things happening in Israel, ang ibig sabihin yan is that our God can be trusted. His election of you is sure. Your salvation rests on solid ground. He who predestined you, He who called you, justified you, adopted you, sanctified you, will bring you to glory. Tatapusin niya to at sure na tayo na tayo mga niligtas in the name of Jesus. We will make it because our God is trustworthy. That brings me to my second point this morning sa preaching. Number one, God has a smart plan for Israel. Number two, God has a smart plan for you. I know that this pandemic is shaking our lives in ways that we've never imagined before. This is too much for us. Some of us napapatanong na lang sa pandemic na to, Lord, kontrolado mo ba talaga? And the question, this question is no longer theoretical. It's no longer uh, a question of uh, parang academic question. Because behind this question is a particular pain and sadness and loss and grief. I don't know about your particular situation right now. But for the people that I have talked to in these six months and as a pandemic tayo, I have been talking to people with a wide range of pain and suffering. Maraming tao nabawasan ng sweldo. Maraming tao no work, no pay. Maraming tao nawalan ng trabaho. Maraming tao nawalan ng business, nag-shutdown. Maraming tao may sakit sa pamilya. I know of family na lahat naka-quarantine. Ito so terrifying. Tapang naka-quarantine, nagpapanik because sino na lang ang magtatrabaho at magpapakain sa kanila. To some of us, there's death in the family. Our pastors, actually kami, 
the last six months, we've done funerals in a manner na hindi namin na-imagine na gagawin. Yung necrological service na online. Nagpipreach ka, nakakamera, naka-phone naka ka lang, nakaharap dun habang naglalamay ang pamilya. Limang family member lang, less than ten kasi bawal. It's so painful. Some people, they've lost family family members without embrace. Kasi hindi mo pwedeng puntaan, hindi mo pwedeng iyakapin. It is at this time that we need to go back what Paul has been saying all along. Ang sabi niya, that God's word can be trusted. I am going to give you two stories this uh, morning and then I will close. I'll give you a verse first. Yung sinasabi natin sa Romans chapter 8. Verse 28, one of our most favorite verses in our Christian lives. Ang sabi dito, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purposes. Why am I quoting that from Romans chapter 8? Because, mga kapatid, it means that there is, uh, there is certainty in our salvation. And the certainty of our salvation, the certainty of our relationship with God is rooted in the faithfulness of God that has been tested in history. Ibig sabihin, marami sa atin, first time natin na maka-experience ng gantong hirap. And sometimes napapatanong tayo, Lord, mapagkakatiwalaan ka ba? Kasi parang hindi mo kontrolado yung mga molecules. Bakit parang hindi mo kontrolado yung pandemic? Bakit hanggang ngayon hindi pa siya natatapos? But what I am telling you today, this morning, ladies and gentlemen, is that there is certainty in the power of God and that certainty is rooted in a long history of faithfulness that you can see in the history of the world. Ibig sabihin, hindi si God faithful na patumpik-tumpik lang. Faithful, tapos biglang hindi, tapos faithful ulit, tapos hindi ulit. No, hindi ganun si God. There is a solid history na paulit-ulit over the years in different nations all over the world. Mahikita mo na ang faithfulness ni God, same yan, solid, la, solid yan in any age, in any nation all over the world. God has a very long track record of faithfulness. Ito yung Diyos na pinaniniwalaan natin. Na mapagkakatiwalaan. He is Lord of the nations. Alam niya ang nangyayari. Hindi lang Pilipinas ang hawak niya. Buong mundo. In fact, it's the whole universe. The whole created order. And sometimes it's hard to believe that in our situation. Sometimes we doubt that. Pero mga kapatid, ito yung usefulness na nagbabasa tayo ng Bible na nagbabasa tayo ng church history para malaman natin na ang problema natin is actually this. Pero ang faithfulness ni God is this and more. <clears throat> It means that God's work throughout the nations it's always there. He has been keeping His word. He has been maintaining His integrity problem is sometimes we just don't see His work but we need to trust that God is working something out in the background. One of the heartbreaking messages that I received in this time of pandemic is a message that I got from someone close to me at ang message niya, sabi niya sa akin, Pastor Joe, sabi niya, 
Tumataas ang infection. Hanggang kailan to? Of course, that was a rhetorical question. And when I received that question, umiyak muna ako bago mag-reply. You know why? Because he was art- actually articulating something that is very biblical. There's even a chapter in the Psalms na ganun yung tono. The question is, how long, O Lord? How long, O Lord, will you forget me? Psalm 13. How long, how long will you turn your face away from me? Look to me and answer, O God, my Father, bring light to my darkness before they see me fall. The writer is saying, Lord, tingin ka naman dito, Lord, oh. How long? Psalm chapter 13 is asking that question that it never gave us the answer. Towards the end of the psalm, sabi dun, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart will rejoice in you. You have been good in the past. You will be good to me now. Lord, your history of goodness and faithfulness is so long. The history of my question is so short. Compared these questions, compared to your history of faithfulness, your faithfulness is so much greater. So my questions now, me questioning your faithfulness, this is so small compared to your long years of being faithful to your promise. How long, O Lord, will you forget me? God has not forgotten you. The Lord remembers and He is working out something in the background that we might never even understand right now. How do I know that? I'll give you a story, the long story, very quick. Nakwento ko na to in some of my preachings in Kalokan, but I would like to tell you this, that the word Dothan, the, the place Dothan in the Bible are only mentioned twice. Yung place na yan, Dothan, only mentioned twice. First, in Genesis chapter 37 verse 17, na mention si Joseph Naligaw, napunta siyang dotan at tinanong, nasaan yung mga kapatid ko? Wala sila. And somebody met him at ang sabi, nandun sila. Nagpapastol ng mga tupa. Pinuntahan niya and that was the end of Joseph's life as he knew it. Because nung nakita niya yung mga kapatid, hinulog siya sa bangin, binenta siya sa mga Egyptians and it was all over for him. At least, that's how it looked. That's how it felt like for him. For 20 years, Joseph was suffering in Egypt, accused of a crime that he didn't do. For 20 years, Nag, ano siya, nag roller coaster, na promote, bumagsak, nakulong. All the terrible things happened in his life for 20 years. God did not rescue him. The second time the name Dothan, the place Dothan was mentioned, was in first, sorry, Second Kings chapter six, verse thirteen. It's a story of Elisha. Sinugod sila ng mga Syrian army. Tapos si Elisha, sinabi ng ano ala? Sinugod tayo ng gagawin natin. Nagpray si Elisha. Sabi niya, Lord, make them blind nabulag lahat ng mga Syrian army so that they marched into the city pagdating doon napapaligiran sila ng mga Israelite army tapos walang giyera na nangyari binigyan ng pagkain pinauwi there was peace between Syria and Israel why am i telling you this because these two stories give us two kinds of deliverances there are two ways for God to deliver you number 1 sometimes his deliverance will take long years in Joseph's time it took him 20 years bago siya na-rescue, nakalabas ng kulungan, at naging prime minister sa Egypt. In the case of Elisha, the, de- the-, the deliverance came overnight. 
Sometimes the deliverance of God will take years. Sometimes the deliverance of God will take months. Sometimes it happens in an instant. Sometimes it happens overnight. It doesn't matter. Deliverance is deliverance. Whether it's long or short, the Lord is going to deliver you. That is the good news that we are looking for. There's going to be salvation. There's going to be relief. There's going to be blessing. There's going to be... This is all going to be over soon. We don't know when. But I assure you that the Lord has not forgotten you. He did not forget Israel. He has not forsaken Israel. Hindi po malpak ang word ni God sa Israel. I am sure, very sure, that His word to you is not going to fail. He didn't fail you before. He is not going to fail you now. That is the good news that we are looking for. Ladies and gentlemen, ang kapalaran ng Israel, ito yung sagot. Hindi umapalpak ang Diyos natin. I don't know about your situation right now. Some of us, we experience pain and suffering in a way na it's too much. Some of us, I've known people na talagang nag-out na sa Facebook. Ayaw na nila magipag-usap. I've texted people na ayaw mag-reply. I've called people na ayaw. They don't want to talk because everything is just painful. I don't know about your case. But I want you to know the deliverance of God will come. Behold, He comes riding in the clouds shining like the sun. He's going to deliver you. And that deliverance is going to be so powerful, so glorious you will not want to miss it. It's going to happen I don't know when, but I'm sure the Lord is the God who rescues His people. And that's where I put my trust, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're that person today and you know that you need deliverance from God, I want you to pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, that's me. Lord, I need deliverance because life is just so hard right now. Lord, we pray. Come to our rescue, Lord God. Save your people. You didn't fail before. You will not fail now. That's why we put our trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're that person who do not know Christ, you've never really put your trust in Christ, for some reason, and you're watching this video, I would like to invite you. Come to Jesus. There is rescue, there is deliverance. Our God is a God who never fails. Say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I want put my trust in you. Help me, Lord. Overcome my unbelief. And Lord, I pray that I will come to know you. Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit will do a mighty work in my life. I receive you. I trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. If you prayed that prayer, Early, we just like to invite you, please finish the video. Mamaya after ng, ng preaching, after I say amen sa closing prayer, there's gonna be a scrolling yung text na magbibigay sa atin ng uh, 
contact numbers, information, how we can help you. We'd like to help you get to know Christ more. So if you receive the Lord Jesus Christ or you need help, you need prayers, contact us. We are willing to help. We would like to pray for you and uh, help you in your spiritual walk with God. So stay. And uh, let me just pray for all of us, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that your word never fails. Lord, I pray that your word, Lord God, will overcome our our fears today, Lord God. Will overcome our um, lahat ng doubts namin, Lord God. I know that many of us right now, yung faith namin masyadong lowbat na, Lord. I pray you give us a boost, Lord God. I pray the Holy Spirit will embrace us and assure us. And Lord, you do a mighty work in our lives. Thank you, Lord God. I pray this message will reach far and wide, Lord God, and bless many people. The Bible says the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining us in our online worship service. Good morning. God bless you all.